Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. What day is it in the week? Sometimes I forget what day it is. Josh, you know what day it is? Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. Tuesday? Is it Tuesday? I don't even know. It just all flies by. But it was my birthday this weekend. We're having fun. Blessed to have another year. Um, but I am super excited for today. So I know we are out on a lot of different platforms right now. And some of you might be like, what is it? What is it's bigger than me? No clue what it is. And it's cool because we get to introduce something that's very special. Um, when I say we, it's not always going to be a we, but it's a we today. Um, me and my friend Josh. And really, I'm just going to give a small little synopsis for people who, you know, don't know what It's Bigger Than Me is. And essentially, it's a new podcast I just launched. And here's the thing. You might be like, oh, here's another podcast. Like, great. Somebody that just wants to blah, 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 blah. I'm just being honest because sometimes when I see people's podcasts out there, I'm like, what are you actually, are you adding value or are you just like using this as like a, a, a diary? And that's fine. I'm just saying. But for me, um, what you guys are going to get in this, it's the raw, real and just unedited version of Molly. Um, but uh, for It's Bigger Than Me, it's like my, my purpose, I knew at a very young age that I was meant for something so much bigger. So, you know, we have YouTube, um, our YouTube channel or my YouTube channel rather. Um, has the intro and everything that you need to really get the gist of who I am um, and what this is about, as well as the very first episode. Um, but we're going to start streaming this live on, you know, Facebook and, and other things on um, multiple different platforms so people can engage. I feel like that's going to be really powerful. Um, so without further ado, we're just going to jump right into it because you can watch all the intro stuff later on your own time, but you're here now. So what I want to get into is something that it, I don't, Josh, I don't know if I ever have seen this really talked about anywhere and i know people that have been following me are very aware um that i've talked about being an alpha female you know i have a video that's still you know milling around i think has like over like five thousand views of just me talking about what is an alpha female um but there's another side to it there's another side to alpha female um and that's the side of you know the the men not the men that are alpha female don't get it twisted it's the men <sighs> The side of men having kind of a similar similar situation. I'm I'm not gonna give away too much because Josh, I really want you to dive into this because we've been talking about this a lot. And there's a reason why I brought Josh on the show. You guys, you know, I want to introduce Josh really quickly. He is the reason why my podcast even got started. I have been thinking about doing this for so long, and then he just boop, I feel like you just plopped in my life like so randomly, but really. I have that effect on you. you say what? I said, I have that effect on people. I just kind of randomly show up in people's lives. <laughs> right. And and like ever since you have blessed my life with so much value and been helping me out with this podcast. And I brought you on because we had an epiphany and I want to set the ground as to where this topic even came from, from alpha female to going into, you know, talking about um, men in certain ways of to how it pours into um, helping a man find his queen. Helping a man find his queen. And this kind of just went, whoa, to us this past weekend. And I'm like, we we have to do this on the show. So, Josh, I want to just open it up to you um, because I brought you on this show. And I want people to understand that you ask very, very, like, raw and deep questions. So there might be times I get stuck. There might be times I might be uncomfortable. But guess what? The whole point of this podcast is that it's bigger than me. And when I know that, you know, I can be stronger with somebody else coming on and sharing something that's really important, I'm going to bring somebody in because it's going to make it that much more valuable and you add so much value. So I'm going to open it up to you so we can start with a man's perspective or with whatever question or whatever comes to mind when it comes to this topic of helping a man 
find his queen? Well, and to me, just to be clear, a queen is, I like to call a warrior queen, just because that's what I re can relate. Like, that's what I'm looking for, because I believe myself to be a warrior king in training. Um, I think that that's my calling and what I get to do. Now, with that said, you can't, you have to have somebody that's like-minded, that's in their power, that is an alpha, because it really is going to take a certain way of being to be able to fulfill like what is I feel is a destiny. Um, but here's the thing is like we all, I think men always say, we want a strong woman. We want a powerful woman. We want a woman that's got her own thing going on. Yeah, you say that until you have one. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a, it's it, you have to be as a man, well, a man. And like admittedly, for me, I know I'm not ready for an out, my my warrior queen yet. I know I'm not. I, I just, I, I that is what I'm preparing myself for. I want to be the man that can attract that. But Lord knows I'm not there yet. And that's something that's important to me. But, and I've been, I've made the choice to like even withhold from dating until I can go into this because honestly, I'm tired of going into relationships like not in a good place or maybe I'm in a good place, but I'm like hanging on by a string good place. Mm -hmm. In other words, I'm not doing the work to withstand life's obstacles. So I'm, and I've made this choice because for the most part, I've not been able to I haven't attracted the right people into my life because I wasn't the man that was going to attract the right people into my life. So this whole finding your queen and finding that it's, I think finding your queen starts with finding who you are as a man, as a man first. I think that is essential before we can even think of trying to take our queen. Cause if you're, you're not, you're not a king and queen. Right. No, it's there's so much to this and it's like I just get so excited. So I'm just going to say this before we really get this train rolling. We're about to rock the boat, train, boats, whatever. I mean, you get the metaphor. <laughs> but at the end of the day, this is going to make some uncomfortable. This is going to be so different than what you normally hear. And that's exactly why I brought Josh on for this. And it's exactly why it's bigger than me was created. Um, so, I, Josh, I want to touch on something that you said. It's it's so true. You know, and, and guys, don't by any means, this is not a bash session on you. This is going to be more helpful than you've even realized. I'm going to bash myself plenty, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bash myself, I promise you. It's that like, you know, cliche saying it takes two to tango, right? So it's like, it's not always the men, it's not always the women, it's both. All right. I mean, I was explaining this to somebody the other day. It's like, look, like men are talking about how the women out there, there's no quality women. Well, then women out there saying there's no quality men. Let me just clear it up for you guys. It's really not that hard, but it does take, it's not that hard to understand what's hard is actually doing it. So men, you're saying there's no quality women out there. Well, are you creating them? Are you empowering them? Or are you just sleeping around with them going one to the next because you're trying to fill a void or you're trying to fill some kind of need that you're not looking deep within yourself to to fix or to find out and you're trying to just find that through other women. I'm just being very black and white here because that's the extreme, right? I And then for women, no quality men out there, okay? The thing is, is that 
are you are you putting yourself out there to be you know to be looked at as a queen you know classy i, I tell people this all the time like when it comes to social media so i i'm i'm just gonna say it like it is instagram has become soft porn real talk it's become soft porn like so many women out there are posting like, I mean, they're barely covering up and I'm just like, yo, I mean, if that's what you want your brand to be, that is. Half nude with the motivational quotes are my favorite. <laughs> Don't even get me started. You said that. <laughs> Please look at my boobs while I try to motivate you with these words. That and it's like, and it's like, and it's like ladies, like, here and men, please, any man that is listening to this, watching this can interact with this, please. The mo like, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm right. At the end of the day, you want a woman that is mentally, mentally stimulating, mentally just there and just and and can hold that kind of conversation in depth. Like depth is everything. You know, I have this quote that I put up and people are like, "Whoa, it's kind of deep. It's like, once you've tasted my energy, I'll always leave you thirsty. And it's such a good quote, right? It's so good, but it means so many different things. And how I'm gonna relate it to this, it's like, look, I, I'm a woman that will pour into herself. And I'm a woman not by the default. I think I even put this up earlier today. I'm not a woman, I'm I'm a woman by default, but I'm also a woman because I have poured time into myself and I'm also thinking of the future king that I'm going to attract. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to be with just anybody. I don't. And so the whole point of this episode right here is. Yes, women, we have our, oh, there's no good men out there. Men, there's no good queens out there. Well, if we keep saying there's no good, then what do we have to do? We have to fix it somewhere along the way. And so, you know, one thing that I, I really stands out to me is, you know, going along the alpha female part. And Josh, if you have anything to add, just jump in, all right? Because you know me, I can just start going. Oh, I've got a couple things already. <laughs> okay. So let me finish this point oh, and then I'll take a breath. Really quick. Radio okay. audience, podcast audience, you can join the conversation over at facebook.com slash it's bigger than me. Um, those of you who are watching on the other Facebook pages, thank you so much for your support. If you want to join in the conversation and ask questions, come over to the it's bigger than me page and join the conversation. Go ahead, Molly. Great plug. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, because we want you to join in because mm -hmm. here's the thing is we don't want to just be two talking heads. We want to interact and hear what you have to say. Now, okay, so we're gonna go this route. So men, have you noticed that there's a lot more boss women out there, alpha females out there, women that just, you know, I don't need a man, I got it on my own. And when I do like the whole head bob and like moving and shaking, like, I mean it, like, because they're out there. Well, let me get really real with you for a second. She wasn't always like that. She was not always like that. And if you look deep enough and if you actually care to look deep enough within her, you understand that there is a hurt there that hasn't healed. Somebody did her wrong or somebody's did her wrong and it's affected her because she hasn't healed from it either. But now she has this hard turtle shell of an alpha. I'm not saying all alphas are like that because you can be alpha and be just fine. But the whole point of when I see an extreme alpha female, it's the fact of, a man has hurt me so bad that I'm gonna do it on my own and I'm not gonna have to worry about it. You know, and 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 alpha women, women in general, we just wanna be loved and be protected. Keep note of that word, protected. Emotionally, you know, financially, physically, all the above, but alpha women, guess what? They can do it physically, financially, you know, they want the emotional part. 
They want the emotional part. How can you pour into them emotionally and have them feel protected? It's the biggest thing because the reason why she even turned alpha in the first place is because somebody did not protect her. They abused her and she said this will never happen again. And, and up. one thing to add to that, that is taking the hurt and the bad thing that happened to you and using it for good. Correct. Correct. Because you could go down a deep, dark path, but yet you're trying to funnel this anger. You're trying to funnel this hurt or funnel whatever it is that you don't even know what you're dealing with, maybe. And that's okay. You're trying to funnel it and make it productive towards something. So, you know, business, for example, wanting to be really good at business. But I mean, I can keep going on and on. I'm going to pause for a second. Josh, do you have any thoughts? Because now my brain is rattling off and it's going to freaking take off. So I'm so, going to open it up because I want this to be a dialogue because men, a man's perspective is huge on this. Well, and I think that one of, like for me, I always, I'll use this example. You've heard, unfortunately, I think you've heard me use this example five times, but I'll never forget, like the biggest influences in my life were really my mother and my grandmother, but my mom for sure. And anyone that knows me will tell you that I will talk about my mom all day long. I love her, but she inspires me. But I will always remember when my father told her that she would be nothing without him. And how my mom, <laughs> who doesn't curse, basically gave him two middle fingers like, yeah, I'll show you. And she did. And, and at the same time, she did it with elegance, grace, um, uh, uh, just a, a, a beauty. And she's just an amazing human being inside and out. And again, anyone that knows her would agree with that statement. But she's also the most alpha <laughs> of people I know. She's tougher, than most, she's, she's tougher than most men that I know. And that's a beautiful balancing act that alpha females get to figure out. And I, that makes, I will tell you that I believe in my heart that women are the most powerful force in the universe. And I have a lot of controversial reasons for believing that and some more innocent ones. But the fact is I believe that when a woman steps into her power, especially after being held down for so long, being abused, being ridiculed, not respected, I've been guilty of that. No judgments here, I've been guilty of it. But when that happens, eventually, someone's gonna eventually step up and say enough is enough. And then after one person has said enough is enough, then another, and then another, and another, and another, and another, and women just start to rise together. And when they start owning their power, it is the most powerful force in the universe and they can do anything. I believe that they become limitless because the thing about it is men can't live without them. So they get to figure out how to coexist with a powerful alpha female and do it with love and respect. And then ultimately, if you find your mate and you're helping each other rise, you have a true power couple situation. No more trophy wife. Mm. No more trophy wife. It's time for power couples to rise. And my personal belief with that is the way to make that happen is to have a Christ-centered relationship, have a, a foundation of truth, respect, um, vulnerability, no judgment, forgiveness. And then, you know, ultimately, if by putting Christ first, that they're taking the focus off of themselves and figuring out, okay, how do we get to do this together, praying together. 
And I don't, I'm not trying to turn this into a sermon by any means, but I know how magical that that is. And also by being able to surrender your relationship to God, I feel like what you can create in the world together is both people being powerful, alpha male, alpha female coming together, they become, they can change the world together. And I believe that that is what's possible. So my obsession with being a warrior king and warrior queen is not just like, hey, I'm a king because I got money or whatever. Mm -hmm. No, it's like I'm a king in the eyes of God and I'm doing the work of a king and serving people and helping and, and making a change for the good. A warrior king and someone that's fighting to set other people free that have been hurting. And when you go into, like, that's what I want to do as a king. And it's going to take a queen to be able to be beside me in those efforts. 100%. Now, one thing I want to ask you, Josh, is because, you know, I, I truly believe that when it comes to men and what I know, I mean, I'm a female, but I grew up between two brothers. Um, I feel like I have a pretty good handle on, like, you know, how, how guys think. Don't ask me how. I just get it. And it's like, trust me, I'm not – there's no, no one's fault here, <laughs> but when it comes to, you know, men like reflecting and then asking for help and, and really like reaching within and, and trying to figure out, you know, how to find that warrior queen that you talk about, find their queen period. Um, you know, because uh, everybody yearns to be with that one person, the love of their life. Maybe it's not a fairy tale to you. It doesn't have to look that way by any means, but when you know, you know. Like when you know, when you've, if anybody on this show has ever been in love or, or is married or what have you, it's like you understand what that feeling is. But I feel like for women, we can go talk to anybody. We have no problem go talking to a therapist or talking to our girlfriends or talking to our hair lady or talking to our nail lady. I mean, we got endless like, you know, therapy sessions, right? But for men, it's, it's one of those things where I don't see guys talking to other guys stuff about this. I mean, obviously I'm not in that circle, but how do you as a man like, you know, talk about things like that because, you know, it's, it takes patience to find a warrior queen because that queen has to become before her king arrives. Otherwise it's not going to be what you want it to be. And, and a lot of women just think, Oh, I'm the, I'm the woman. Like I'm the queen. It's like, no, you got to earn that title. You got to earn that crown. You got to be, a, you're a woman by default, but have you earned that title? There's a lot of girls around here fronting like they're women and you're not a lot of, a lot of boys around here fronting like they're men and they're not you have not taken the time to pour into yourself and just on a man's perspective like what do you do to be able to you know center yourself and really be like zoning in like this is what i want or if you need help to talk to somebody because i feel like guys are just like oh, i'm tough i got it we're good and it's like obviously not because if every guy says that they're good but yet we're still having all these issues not saying that women aren't at fault it's a two-party thing but do you know what do you know where i'm getting at like just what do you do to be able to pour into yourself to to get those results. Man, there was like five things in that statement that I wanted to comment on. Um, look, for me, I've, I've looked at every relationship that I've had in the past as a mirror. Now I repeated a lot of the same relationship patterns for a long time and they weren't good. But when I became aware of what I get to improve or what, how I can show up differently, and as I, as I, in this, as no coincidence, as I got to spend more time with God and really had a lot of light sh shown on different areas that I get to work on, 
because how that area of hurt or area of my life that was struggling uh, was having an effect on the relationship in a negative way. And maybe even how I responded to situations was not the right way either. So as I became aware of different areas that I got to work on, I got to see me attracting different people into my life. As I become aware of each thing that I've improved or I've healed, I've, what happens is one set of people fall off and a new set of people come in. I, so I guess the point is, is that I've been paying attention to the mirror effect of the relationships right. and becoming very, very aware of what I get to work on. And one of the areas that as a man that I get to work on is I get to have a healthy relationship with sex. And the only way I can do that right now um, is by not having sex <clears throat> or dating or anything like that. Um, <coughs> I'm even trying not to masturbate. But there's a reason for that. It's because of I had a serious sexual trauma and then didn't get help for most of my life. And it was the root of a lot of serious problems in my life. So I'm being aware to heal that because I know that I can't be the king for the kingdom or for my home, for my family. <clears throat> If I don't heal that part of me, mm. then I'll never have the life or the, the family or the relationships that I want. That's the truth. And it's come to some painful self-awareness, but it's been through my other past relationships that's allowed me to get to this point of, I'm tired of going into relationships not being healthy or to go in where I maybe there's a there's an issue there that I'm not strong enough, I don't have the foundation enough to go into it to offer a healthy relationship. Because sometimes it's hard enough taking care of myself. And so I get to grow before I do that because I'm tired of having bad relationships and that has been my history. So you asked that question and it's because I was tired of failing especially when I believed inside that God intended me to do great things. So if I'm intended to do great things and then, then why am I a results not showing that? Okay. Well, what can I remove from my life that may be getting in my way? Okay. Alcohol. Okay. Sex. Okay. And now food, like different foods. Like I'm just being aware of that because i just want to be the man that God called me to be. Like that matters to me more than anything else because maybe it heals my past and the process. I love it. And you just got so real there where it's like, that's where the, the hidden gems of bringing you on the show. And I knew stuff was going to get great. I, I knew you were going to just like hit it. And I can't bring that out because I'm not a man. I can't speak from that place. Um, I can only speak from what I see, from what I hear, from what the results that I've been in. And it's just there's so much healing that needs to happen that just doesn't. Um, because as a, uh, I don't want to talk about it. It's too personal. I got to have it together. And, and here it is. Like one thing that really stood out to me when you said that, it's like you're choosing to heal a part of yourself that was damaged a long time ago. That takes time. You know, I've been through stuff that I, I've had to heal. It took me 10 years to heal from. You know, there, there's a lot of things where there's 
instances in your life that shape you, but they don't have to define you like I am defined by X. You know, it doesn't have to do that. And you get to heal that and use that to maybe help somebody else um, or just help yourself in whatever you're you're doing going forward. <laughs> it's part of it's part of your purpose is to do that. Um, I wanted to say something else too, like, you know, yeah, girls have a better time communicating with each other um, and it's not manly to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm trying to break down those stigmas and, but because I, I do talk about, I'm very vulnerable on my show. Um, <clears throat> that's the point of it is, but it's all finding gratitude in those moments of pain and then, and trauma. <coughs> so I'm sorry, I'm losing. <coughs> um, but it's, if, I could, it, if I could, I would, I'd pass this. Do, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I was I was getting a cough this morning, but I want to create this space because I also know that a lot of men that are sexually abused <clears throat> are hiding it and not talking about it. And <clears throat> I can tell you from personal experience that doesn't show up real pretty, and and it and it leads to like a double life and in in the in the pain that is caused from doing that is something that's very, very challenging on forgiving yourself for. And so I know a lot of men will watch this show, so I wanna encourage you that if you've been molested or if you've been hurt and you're keeping it a secret, um, I know that it's showing up in your life in a negative way if you haven't gotten help and if you haven't talked about it. If you're keeping it a secret, it's affecting you, it's poisoning not only you, but it's poisoning your household. And I swear to all that's holy, the pain is not worth it. Like set it free because I know for a fact, I know for a fact that I'm not the only one that was molested and I'm not the only one. And the reason why I'm doing this work now, it's taken me, I'm almost 40 years old and I'm now going through this work that I don't really want to do. Like it's not that fun. It was easier to be a bad guy. But the truth is that I've never had more joy in my life. I'm happier than I've ever been. I'm stronger than I've ever been. I'm more determined than I've ever been. And I'm very ambitious. And I get to heal this. But guess what? The one thing I still struggle with is the hurt that I caused people that didn't deserve it. So I'm kind of taking the time to do this right now because I do know that men will watch this and men do want to have healthy relationships. They want to show up as a man in a relationship and not a scared little boy. Yeah. And frankly, we have a lot of scared little boys out there because yeah. I was one of them and I know I ain't the only one. And there's a lot of scared little boys and guess what? Scared little boys don't step as, up as fathers. Scared little boys do not show up as a true head of the household. Like I don't believe in traditional gender roles, but a man gets to be a man. <clears throat> but if, if you're a scared little boy, you can't be a man. And the way that shows up for your family and the, the ripple effect of pain that it causes is, is, is I can only speak as the person that's inflicted it, but I still don't feel good about myself about that because I can't heal it. But the only way to be free from it is to, step into the truth about it so you can start healing so you can show up and be the man and be the king that you were created to be 
I love it. No, and I love it. And then here's the thing. It's like that I, you just went through so much, so many points where I had like five points that popped up in my head where it's, it's one of those things where men want to be treated as men in a, as a man, a relationship, the powerhouse the provider, this and that, you know, and, and like you said, gender roles, like, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm that type of person, you know, the, I want to marry my best friend. I want it to be, I want it to be fun. I want to travel. I want to have a good time. Um, I want to be open. You know, I want all of it. I want to marry my best friend. And at the end of the day, you know, me being an alpha female, it's one of those things where, you know, I've had instances kind of, you know, shape me to what I am right now because men have damaged that view of, I can protect you. I can keep you safe because of their hurt. They are damaging women. And then they can't find their queens that they want because they've been damaged by a man who has not fixed his stuff. And you know, vice versa, women are in this too, but this is more directed towards men because at the end of the day, I get asked a lot, what would it take to go on a date with a woman like you? Or I'm gonna marry you. Like I was, I was joking around with somebody yesterday. I was like, I swear in the last like eight months, I have never been asked so many times that I'm gonna marry you someday. And I'm like, I am flattered. I am absolutely flattered. but. The whole question goes back to, would you even be ready for a woman like me? And that's not me tooting my horn. That's not me trying to like, you know, gas myself up. That's real stuff because I know what I bring to the table. And I know. You are a true alpha female. I mean, I've, I've gotten to know you. We've become pretty good friends over the last month, I think. And in creating the show and doing different things, you're a strong woman who's on to huge things. Like you, you have a billion dollar empire awaiting you. So you're you're on it. I mean, and so I can just let you know that you're you're. It's legit. You're legit strong. You're a powerful woman. And it's like as much as my alpha side loves to hear that, my like woman side wants to be like, but I don't want to have to be powerful all the time. I don't want to have the like this tough chick, badass attitude all the time. I just don't. And I feel like I have to because I have to protect myself from like all these things. And people might be like, well, what are those things? And it's just like, you know, people that it's like a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Like, I don't really know who you are. You're trying to pretend you're something yeah. you're not and I'm not going to fall for it. So my guard is sky high until you can show me that I can bring it down. Because what I can say is that when it comes to an alpha female, there's that balance of femininity and alpha. That's a whole nother episode entirely that we're going to go over. But that is super real and it's hard. It's very hard. I'm speaking from personal experience, but at the end of the day, you know, getting back to just to, to men, because like I said, I've had a lot of people, you know, we, we call it shooting their shot, right? We call it shooting their shot. Like now that I know what that means, now that you know what that means, <laughs> I want to be with somebody like you, what would it take? You're, you know, you're so beautiful, this and that. And I am flattered. I really am. But then I look and I'm like, I don't think you'd be able to handle a woman like me. And it's because I know that, I have poured so much into myself. I have invested a lot of time, hard times, emotional times into myself to get to where I am. And me saying, I don't think you'd be able to handle a woman like me. It's just me saying like, hey, you, you know, you just need to pour into yourself. You'll be able to attract whatever queen that you want. And that's the whole point of this right here is to show you from a man's perspective what, you know, Josh has been doing to attract his warrior queen because he's serious about it. He wants that one person. For me, you know, I've been single for a while and it's not that I don't want to be in a relationship or I don't have options. It's just the fact that I'm very, very focused and I know my focused, my, my focus, my, 
courage, my confidence, it's very intimidating towards men. Now, if you're one of those men watching this show, hearing this, and you've ever met me in person or seen my posts or anything, and you get that vibe, you got to ask yourself, what makes her intimidate me? What is that part? Because I'm not doing it intentionally, but you have to internalize being like, well, what is it? Is it that she knows where she's going? Is it that she knows that she's focused and she's yeah. very driven and determined? Like she's, mm -hmm. she's honing in, she's lasered in and you're not. And guess what? That's okay to admit because you can get on that track and be able to do it too. It has taken a while. You know, you'll find this in the intro video when you go back <clears throat> on uh, YouTube, but I was a news anchor and reporter for five years. I ended up getting fired for a transformation photo. Best decision my boss ever did was fire me, but it was a very low point in my life where I ended up, you know, losing. Well, I didn't lose. He lost, but um, a relationship to a man I thought I was going to marry ended, lost my career. I felt like a lot of people important in my life turned their back on me, but I still was like, forget it. It's not about that in the past. I'm moving on. And I got very, very clear on what I needed to do. And that was help people for real this time. Created my consulting business. Now I, you know, I have a financial literacy business and I just basically love helping people so much. The byproduct is I get paid because I'm solving people's problems. But at the end of the day, I know what that looks like to a man. And I know that's very intimidating and I don't want to be intimidating. I don't, I don't want to be intimidating in the sense that like, I eventually, you know, want to have a family and have a husband one day. And at the end of the day, I'm sure whoever he is, is going to be able to break through because I said this at the very beginning of the show. If you find an alpha female, there's a reason why she turned alpha. There's a reason why she won't go back. But if you actually take the time and you care about that woman, and I mean that woman, because she can't be a little girl pretending to be an alpha because she hasn't gone through things yet. She can't. I'm sorry. You can't claim that if you have not gone through the grit of putting and investing the time in yourself to be the best version of yourself. And, and that's going to be an ongoing thing, of course. But there's a reason why women turn alpha. And it's very, very hard for a, a man to, to come in and to be like, I can take over. It's like, I've heard that before. Oh, I can help you. I've heard that before. I want to take care of you. It's like, well, then show me. Quit talking and show me. Well, there's a lot of talkers, a lot of talkers, but people don't want to put up and show what it is that what they, what people truly mean to them. And it's like, you're never going to find your king. Ladies, you are never going to find your king. Women, uh, Men, you're never going to find your queen ever if you do not decide to make a change because this whole broken people getting with broken people because we don't want to get al be alone. Oh my gosh. Miss me with all that. Like that is so annoying. Did like, you say miss me with all that? Said miss me with all that because it's really annoying. I like that. I've never so, heard that. Before. I'm going to dodge it because I don't want to be a part of it. Um, and I'd rather be single for a very long time, even longer than I have been in order for me to wait for that best friend type of love that's going to last. And for me to have that man to be like, you know what? I'm not here to challenge your masculinity. By all means, you take the alpha card. I'll be the glue and I'll be the support that you need like the wife should be. Take the alpha card. I don't want that in a relationship at all. You know, but I have yet to find a man that can show me and prove to me that, hey, you know what? I got you 100% and I'm there. And so that's why I'm so strong about this topic that we're talking about is I want to be able to help men find their queen. And so that's why I want to open this up is if guys, if you can just take your pride out of the equation for a second and ask questions to a woman who has opened herself up to help you. And I'm not asking for anything other than respect and to take this serious. 
because I know the ripple effect of what this can be. And this can find your queen. Ladies, this can find your king. I'll open it up to both, but really men, because men just don't open up. But if you could ask a woman, and maybe a woman who has what you want, I don't know if that's going to be me, whatever, but if you could put your pride down and ask her questions to be able to get closer to finding your queen, would you do that? So Josh, being the man on the show today, would you do that? Oh, yeah. There's some, yeah, for sure. And the reason why, I mean, heck, like three weeks ago, um, I had, a, I had a, a doctor on my show and uh, had this amazing interview. And I was like, maybe I should hire her to help me become the man <laughs> I'm supposed to be. Because I want that mirror. I want someone to call me. I, I love receiving feedback because I can handle feedback. I love uh, doing leadership emotional intelligence was the, probably the, with ALA in San Diego was the one of the most powerful things I've ever done in my life because being able to receive feedback and look at, okay, what do I get to work on here? And it doesn't always feel good to have to check your ego, it sucks. But th having that has really, really helped me. It's made, I mean, it's made all the difference in the world. So. I don't know. I lost my point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I asked, like, you know, just, and you said that, and then you went on a, a, a trip. I talk in figure eight sometimes, and sometimes I forget how to loop back around to the point I was making before. All right. This is live. It sometimes is, is a mess for me. It is all good. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, this is just, this is two people being real on, on something like this. And I, and I really appreciate your perspective because oh, I, I know what I was talking about. Sorry about pain. So anyway, the point is that I wanted to pay somebody to help me to be able to give me feedback. And I, I'm sorry, the feedback thing, I learned through doing the, the, the leadership training. Like that's what helped me be able to receive it. But I think that that matters in a relationship because I know me, I think I'm always right. Especially when it comes to an argument. I mean, there's sometimes I'm like, okay, yeah, you know what, you're right. but. Typically going into an argument or a discussion, like I believe what I'm saying is right. But what if I'm not, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And sometimes it takes having someone tell you, well, maybe you could have reframed it and done it like this. Yeah. And then therefore, if you get in the habit of reframing things, where you'll maybe you'll quit looking at everything as negative. And like that's whether it's in your personal life or that's, that's in a relationship, whatever, a, a co-working relationship, being able to receive feedback is so important. So yeah, I would pay someone like yourself to basically teach me how to become the king so I can attract the queen. I think that that makes perfect sense because I, mean, I don't think, here's the thing I know about this for sure. Even though technically it's helping with relationship, it's helping you become a higher version of yourself. Yeah. And by being a higher version of yourself, you show up better professionally. If you're a, a, a father, you show up better as a father. If you're, um, if you are in a relationship, you're going to show up better because maybe you're already in a relationship. I would absolutely want to have someone be there to coach me, to teach me how to show up better in my relationship or the relationship I'm getting ready to go in. That makes perfect sense to me. And when we have coaches for everything else, but yeah, I think people have this stigma of like, I don't need somebody to coach me to be in a relationship. I don't need somebody to coach me to do this and that. And it's like, look, but that's like the number one thing that's failing. It's like, I live in Orange County and the divorce rate is something crazy like 80 plus percent. 
Probably no even more. No, it's really? insane. Yeah, like over 80. Like it's 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 quite ridiculous. Like people that I come in contact with over here and they're like, oh yeah, you know, my my fourth husband, I was like, dear lord, oh my gosh, like what? Like what? Are you kidding me right now? But and for me, I want to be one and done. That's it. That's why I'm being super picky. Me just turning 29. I am so single, it's not even funny. No kids, no ring, no nothing. Like I, super so we're gonna be calling you in like 30 minutes. I, it's fine. I mean, no, thank you, but no, thank you. Well, the point is, the whole point is, is that like I actually, I wasn't always like that. I actually used to be a relationship hopper, is what I put it. And I actually, I think I even have like a YouTube video on it, uh, where it's like I was like one ended into the next, one ended into the next. And my best friend even made a joke like last week. She was like, you know, are you seeing anybody? I'm like, no. She's like, well, that's gonna change soon because you, you know, you've been single for like two months, and that's gonna change real quick. And then you're gonna call me and say you met this guy and blah blah. blah. And I'm like, yeah, because I used to do that. But it's like I'm to the point now where I'm like, I want whoever is next <clears throat> to pretty much be it. And I am not even gonna think twice. Like, not even think twice. Like, if I think you're not it, like it is. And if a woman knows what she wants, she can tell very quickly if this is gonna go somewhere. But men wanna draw it out, they wanna take their time. Really, anybody wants to take their time, and I get time is valuable because you're gonna see things. But like people take so long to answer questions, like you know, important questions like you know, your religious background, or like even to like meet parents. I'm like, if I date you and you happen to meet my mom and dad, or like we go visit them, you know, in the first couple of weeks, I'm not tripping about it. Why? Because my parents are amazing people, meet them, it's all good. It doesn't mean that you know we're gonna get married tomorrow. It's <laughs> me who gave me life. Like how that's not a crazy thing, but everybody just wants to put these stigmas on it, and it's like just it, it, there's just so much brokenness out there where it's like going back to your coaching point. Nobody wants to be alone. Nobody, but yet when it comes to relationships, nobody wants to actually admit that hey, maybe I need a little work on it. Maybe I need to do this and that, so they just keep going from relationship to relationship hoping things are going to change like I did nothing changed a few things changed here and there. So I'm like no I don't like that no I don't like that and I kept upgrading which was great in my opinion but at the end of the day it was like one of those things where I actually took time I take time to reflect and like think about what do I really want because when I date somebody I'm in it for the long haul like I'm, I'm in it because I see something like real there I'm not in it just to date to have you know a, a partner just to whatever with that's just not me but a lot of people just don't want to be single. And I've seen people be in just such toxic relationships and that's their version of love. And it's sad. It's really sad. And at the end of the day, it's like, there has to be growth. There has to be movement. There has to be things moving forward. And people are just cool being status quo and comfortable. I'm like, get me uncomfortable. You know, like I, I want to grow. I want to experience life. Life is not meant to just sit there and just on a couch and watch Netflix. Like get outside. I... You know, the one thing that I also can look back at in my relationships and one of the reasons why removing alcohol for the, you know, I mean, I have had a couple drinks, but like not drinking and removing that from my life as like this thing that I did is, is going to like, I really would probably eliminate alcohol a hundred percent in a relationship because it's just too one in dating, for instance, I'll give you an example. Like when I would start dating, of course you'd go out for drinks and everybody's having fun. 
And next thing you know, you're having sex. And then it's like, well, that was kind of fun. Drunk sex was fun. So now we're going to go have drunk sex again. And then that's how, and then you're next thing you know, you're six months into this. You're in a relationship that you have no idea who the person is sober. <laughs> and then you realize, oh, wait a second. Not only does she have issues, I do too. And it's starting to show up in some really toxic ways. But you're six months into it. And then your brain remembers all the amazing times you had. But then the reality is you're living in crap. But then it's like, well, okay, but I remember these good times. So I'm going to stay in it. And then I'm going to drink some more just to tolerate you. And then people waste their life that way. Mm -hmm. I know I have. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. And then plus, then if you ever start, like arguments, arguments, then arguments escalate. Like, no, it's just not freaking worth it. But also in dating. Like, if you're not sober when you get to know them, you're not getting to know them. And, and, and like that—that's something else. Like I just think that we're making—we're not seeing the red flags because we're drinking the red flags away. Oh my gosh, that is the quote of the whole thing. That's a good quote. That's a great quote. Like <laughs> the realness on this 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 topic right now is unreal. <laughs> I mean, it is because it's like people just. I don't, I don't like going out for that very reason. I love to socialize and I love to like go meet people. But when I sit there and like people watch and I look around, I'm like, okay, you're drinking heavily to get with her at the end of the night. She's bring, drinking heavily because she thinks there might be a chance with you because you're going to make her feel some type of way. And then you over there, I don't even know what you're doing. You got like da 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 It's like people just sedate. They're going through life sedated on everything so they don't want to feel. Ask yourself why you don't you want to feel. Ask yourself that because in this show earlier, I said, as a female, a strong woman, I want a man that's going to be able to support me and protect me emotionally. I can make my own money. I can do this and that. And I'm not saying that to, you know, be that woman on this show or period. But I'm just saying that because I got to that point where I was like, I don't want to have to be let down because men are not taking care of themselves emotionally and what they actually need to do. Cause if you really want to catch a queen sliding into her DMs, sending, you know, Oh, you're so sexy, sending crude pictures, sending, you know, whatever. It's just like, if you really want to capture a woman and you, you know, that woman is something special, you better do something special. Stand out. Don't be like everybody else. If that woman means something to you, don't sit there and think you have all the time in the world. Because you don't, because eventually she's going to be picked up by somebody else. Because she knows her worth and she knows that she's, you know, worth waiting for. But, like, at the same time, like, there's just, there's just all these little stigmas. Oh, I'm going to wait because I got to blah, blah, blah. Or I can't do this because it's da, da, da. And it's like, what do you want? Go after it. There's never going to be a perfect time. You got to work on yourself first, you know. But, I, I mean, I know, like, one thing, like, when it comes to you know, dating a man or, you know, being in a relationship, guess what? I know you're not going to be perfect and I'm not going to be perfect either. And there's going to be issues. There's going to be things that come up and that's fine. That's growth. That's life. So don't feel like you have to be perfect. You just got to come at me. And I'll, and I'll say this, cause you mentioned this earlier, the sexiest thing a man can do guys, are you ready for this? Um, let me get a notepad. Go get your notepad. Cause this is huge. Actually, Josh, you already do it. So, like, oh, <laughs> come back. Okay, I'll come back. Guys, the sexiest thing a man can do is to be vulnerable and open about his emotions. If really? Yes. 
That's coming from, a, I mean, maybe that is just now, that's period. Why? Because if a true woman, a real woman, sees a man that can be open and vulnerable about his emotions and where he's at, and, you know, just that it's, it's very attractive because a lot of men want to put on this facade. Like, I got it all together. It's like, no, you don't. Like, and neither do I. You know, I may look good on social media because that's the highlight reel, but you know, there's stuff that goes on behind the scenes that's a struggle, that's hard. You know, I'm not perfect either. Um, nobody is, but like at the end of the day, that's why I want to put this out there because it's like, look, you're not alone. But if you really want to attract that queen, gentlemen, if you really want to have that queen, you got to show her that you can protect her. Like that is the biggest thing overall. Like we're all going to be work works in progress. But you got to show that you can protect her because a lot of women are damaged out there and they're not turning into the queens that they should be because a man, whether that started with her father, brother, a boyfriend, an ex-husband, a husband now, you know, whatever, they have not been protected. Mm. So they turn into this, this powerhouse where they just shut down altogether or they just say, screw it and just, you know, sleep with anything that walks. And it's really sad. Very sad. It's a sad, sad situation, but you can be the difference. You can be that beam of light. You can be the difference maker. And that's up to you. But if you I, want to be stuck in the endless cycle, like, you know, this just, I'm just trying to help give a way out. And there is a way out. You got to talk about it. Oh my God. You're nailing on the head. I, we, I, I, I really, I, one thing that I know that if women like this is the most empowering thing a woman can do to start off a relationship or even dating is to set boundaries and keep them. I like how you uh, keep them because I can tell you firsthand. Like, no, I'm not saying that you want my respect, but if you want my respect, don't let me penetrate your boundaries that are set because if I penetrate it, pff, forget about it. Like I will walk away from that because if I, if I can do that, I don't, I don't want to conquer anybody, <laughs> but I have a very strong personality. And if I am able to break down a boundary, but if you set it early, man, there's nothing I respect more. Um, and I know I'm not the only person like that. I know there's a lot of strong minded men out there, um, that just love to break down boundaries, you know, um, whether it's an, on purpose or it just happens, whatever. But I know that you would respect a woman that would create boundaries and set boundaries and honor them because in the end it's, let me put it this way. If a woman will honor her boundaries that she sets for a man, or, or woman, whatever. But if they, she will honor that boundary, it's also honoring that man by honoring your boundary. Mm, speak on that, speak on it. My, it, 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 because if you allow him to break down that boundary, you've already broke trust. Because so now you have the insecurities of, would she, would she cheat with this? Will you show up? If you're breaking your commitments, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So there's something else that that's a massive red flag. If I'm able to break down your boundaries, especially at the beginning that, and that men, other men see that too. 
and you've already lost. It's not, I hate to say lost the game, but you've already lost the game. Like your chance of success kind of fell by the wayside because your boundaries have been penetrated. So, but if you, if you, you're saying that you're going to, if you set the boundary for not having sex before you're married or you have a three month rule or whatever that is, um, <laughs> I mean, really three months to get to know someone. I mean, come on anyway. But if you set that boundary of no sex before marriage, but then I'm having sex with you on the first date or the second date, or even three weeks or three months or three years, if you set the boundary, if you, if that breaks, I'm telling you, and this is not about judgment, but that's in the other person's mind. But by honoring that boundary, I'm telling you, it's the best way of saying I love you because that means your relationship is built on truth. And ultimately, that's what life is all is. Love, Truth is love. Mm. Truth is love. And, and that is our the number one commandment for one, but love and, and love is acceptance. Love is so many different things, but it's truth. That's all I got. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, that's, that's extremely good. It's one of those things where it just, you don't, but people break those boundaries all the time because they're like, well, what if, you know, like, I think, I think this could be the one or I think that, and I'm not saying like, I've been perfect. I've broken boundaries that I've set too. everybody's at fault. Oh, I mean, I'm oh. the worst, by the way, like, <laughs> I, we all I, have, our, we all have our, our stuff, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I, I, you know, I've been Susie Q over here. Like I, I've been perfect, not by any stretch of the means at all. But the whole point is, is like from the imperfections, from the situations you've been in and from the wisdom you've gained because you've reflected in it, that is where the truth is born. And that is where you can heal and help people who maybe just don't know how to get started. Honestly, here's a quick story time because I know we're, you know, we're coming up on an hour and we'll probably end this here very shortly. Just, I mean, it's, it's going, um, but uh, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. Dang it. You passed that on to me. It was so good too. It'll um, come back up. No, it will. So um, when I got it back, good. Thank you. So when it, when it comes to like pouring into yourself and, and knowing that if you don't, nothing good is going to come out of this. Got fired from my job that I busted my chops for over a transformation photo. It's still just whatever. But the best decision my boss ever made was cheated on by the man who asked my parents for permission to marry me. Didn't tell me, found out from the girl. Then got like turned, like I felt almost all the people that I cared the most about in my life, almost all of them, just felt like they turned their back on me after I got fired and just were, I just felt so alone. And I could have just sat there. No one would have faulted me for just sitting there and just being like, oh my gosh, like I just, I don't even know how to handle this, right? I don't know how to handle life. But what did I do? I did like one of these, like, you know, wipe the last tear. I'm not going to allow people to affect my emotions like this. And I packed up what could fit my car, sold the rest and moved down to Southern California and figured it out. And that was hard. The only way I was able to do that, number one, is by giving it all to God. Number one. Number two, pouring into myself. 
because at the end of the day, I didn't, I wasn't in a relationship. Obviously that just ended. I didn't have anybody to really go to. And I'm a strong person where I'm usually not going to go to somebody and ask them for, for help. That used to be the old me. Now I've changed because there's a lot of great things that come when you ask for help and you ask for people to get in on things with you. You know, I wouldn't, this whole, this whole episode wouldn't be nearly as good without Josh. Like, and that is a fact. So Josh, I really appreciate you for coming on and just, you know, sharing your unfiltered truth. Like it, it really does make such a difference. But guess what you guys, all the, that situation I just described to you of the, the cheating, the, the back turning, the backstabbing, the firing, the pain, that doesn't feel good to talk about ever. You know what does feel good is when I share that and to see the look on people's faces being like, dang, you went through that? And at the same time, I knew as painful as it was that I needed to share this live when it was happening. So for those of you who have been following me since all this has been happening for the last two years, thank you for sticking around. For those of you that are new, we are just getting started on a new chapter. So welcome, because it is going to be a ride. But at the end of the day, you know, what this all boils down to is me me from my experiences showing, and this won't be the last episode on this, but showing men, hey, you know what? I, I see that you're hurting. I see this is a struggle for you. I can see it written on men's faces everywhere I go, like the insecurities that I hope she doesn't see. I hope she loves me. I hope she sticks around. Show her that you can protect her and that you can love her and that she is everything to you and she'll never go anywhere. When a woman feels protected and loved, done deal. Sign on the dotted line. Protection is huge. But you get alpha women that rise up because men are skipping that all together. They're just like, you know, like they just go from one chick to the next and boom, 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 boom. And it's like, this is why you're not going to find a queen. It's because you're not respecting yourself enough, let alone respecting these women enough. At the end of the day, you're not respecting your future queen. And I'm going to end it with this. And Josh, if you have anything else to add, go ahead. But I'm going to end it with this. Ladies. Huh. So it goes for the ladies. Every time you post on social media, because this is so, like I said, social media, like literally is turning into soft porn on some places. It's like, if that's what the brand you want to put out, fine. I'm showing everything, but literally like the little bits, like, okay. <laughs> but here it is. If you're not married... Is that what your future husband would want to see of you? Is to be like, hey world, here I am. Like you leave nothing. You leave nothing. So guys that are coming across your page, they're not looking at you as wifey material. They're looking at you like, mm, she'd be a fun night. Guess what that gets? Broken people with broken people. And if that's the brand you want to leave, by all means, go ahead. But for me, I see that and I just shake my head because I know the people that I follow. And it's like, look, we just had this conversation the other day that you are broken, you're hurting, and you want to put that out for the cheap likes. I tell people, if I wanted to get the cheap likes, I swear my Instagram following would probably be a million followers by now. <laughs> but guess what? I don't want the cheap likes. I want the quality, the classy. The people know that when, when they stop by, that uh, stop by, it's bigger than me, stop by Molly Trotter, stop by Take Charge Coaching. They know quality is in the mix. Always. It's always coming from a real and genuine place. So, you know, women, it, that, that's on you. That's on you. And if that's what the way, you're not going to attract a king that way. You're going to attract a guy that can walk all over you. All over you. And that's part of the problem. But then guys, go for it. 
if I ever was a woman like that and a guy dropped in my DMs or like mentioned being like, you're so much better than that. Like you, you deserve so much better than that. Like I would be like, oh my gosh, like, like, so guys, maybe you should do that. Wake some of these women up to understand like, hey, if you really want a real man, don't be doing that. People need to get checked. And I feel like we did a, probably a pretty good job on this, uh, <laughs> just sharing with people, you know what I mean? Um, Jason, of course, my man, you have be unfiltered as you would like. Exactly. Uh, thank you, Darian. Thank you, Kendra. Jesse, good to see you, Darian. Thank you. Haley, you're amazing. Appreciate you guys for watching. A lot of the comments I won't, we won't be able to see because uh, they're on the other pages, but I promise we will reply, or at least I will, because God knows I'm, I'm dying to know what you guys thought of this. Hey, me too. Um, Tag me in it. I'm in. I, uh, <laughs> I'm dying to see what Jason has to say. But again, I want to thank the radio audience, the podcast audience, YouTube, and of course, Facebook uh, for joining. This has been a lot of fun. Sarah, thank you. Um, Sarah says, I don't think there is any such thing as a real man or a real woman. You have to be yourself. But you get to be the highest version of yourself. And to be the highest version of yourself to me means king. And for a woman, it means queen. And, and that allows you both to step into your power and the roles and using your gifts. I mean, I'm obsessed with talking about using your spiritual gifts for other people. But when you take two people that are operating at their highest self and they come together and they're using their gifts for other people, they can change the world. Mm -hmm. So like my mindset about my next relationship and God knows I'm, I'm like the guy that shot 99 times and missed, but made the last one at a hundred. Like that's what I'm going for here. Anyway, but I want to be the highest version of myself going into that relationship because my expectations and what I believe I get to create in the world is that of, it's big, okay? Like that's what I believe in my heart that I was created to do. So it's going to take a woman that has the same kind of mindset to make that happen. Now, some people don't have, are not that ambitious, but I will tell you that if you're not that ambitious where you want a queen or you want a king and you want to settle for a prince or a, a toad or the joker or whatever, I don't care. But one thing I will tell you that one of the biggest mistakes that I see made in relationships is that if one person is doing the work to try to like get on the right path and the other person isn't, odds are that's not going to work. Um, but I see a lot of people get stuck in those kind of relationships thinking that you can you know, reach behind you and pull them and catch them up to you. It doesn't work that way. Like you got to be careful of that. And a lot of people fall into these relationship traps. Um, okay. For yourself is the key, not other people's perception of you. Interesting point, Sarah. Thank you. All right. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm done. What about you? No, I'm good. Uh, Sarah, that was on point. Yeah. People's perception of you, that's theirs and it doesn't matter. And, and just to go back on the real comment, when you are yourself, that's being real. My opinion, kind of along the same lines. Everybody has different, you know, views and perceptions, as you would even say, of, you know, certain words. So I appreciate everybody that has been commenting. And for, like you said, for all of those of you that have been commenting, we haven't reached out to you because this is on several different platforms. We will definitely get to you. Um, super, super excited just to continue this journey of just being raw and real with topics that, you know, people don't really talk about because it's, it's that real talk. 
I like to say that real, real, like it, that, that's just, that's just what it is. So Josh, thank you so much for hopping on everybody that has joined us from podcasts to, to YouTube, social media, you know, everything in between, um, appreciate each and every one of you and, uh, can't wait to connect and, you know, until next time, the next episode of it's bigger than me. So also Facebook audience, if you're just now joining, I'm going to start a watch party. If you're listening on all my radio or, uh, podcast networks, you guys can absolutely join over at facebook.com slash it's bigger than me and, uh, check this out. Thank you guys so much. God bless. Bye.